Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And, uh, well, it's a Friday here. It's yeah. A snowy Friday here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, a little chilly. This is just a dusting, though, from compared to... It wasn't to, too bad. Oh, compared where compared to where I was yeah. at when I had last weekend, this is nothing. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, so the, uh, we, we, of course, still have uh, the Mike Tomlin News Conference, the, the season ender that uh, wrapped up yesterday. And I, I mentioned that we would talk about today about some of the uh, other things that he talked about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And kind of he, he really spoke effusively about the uh, the rookie class. Really? And Joey Porter and, and Keanu ben Benton. He, he said, yeah, in yeah. fact, he said he had just gotten out of his, uh, his meeting with uh, Keanu Benton, and, and he talked about him having an opportunity to be dominant, a dominant player. Yeah, I think we've seen a lot of flashes of that. I thought he actually was one of the few, not few, but, I mean, a, a certainly a bright spot in Buffalo going up against Mitch Morse, a good center. I thought he had a really good game. Um, every time he's been out there, he's has good games, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's time for him to be a dude. I mean, a 70%, 80% snap guy and be a, a presence and a dominant player because he has those capabilities. While we're on that subject, yeah. Uh, last night on his podcast, Cam Hayward said that he is not retiring. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and it goes back, it, 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 he, he mentioned it as he talked about this whole thing, uh, very much the same way that Mike Tomlin did about it. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm in the moments after the Buffalo game, the loss. Yeah, yeah. And I got people sticking microphones in my face asking me if I'm going to come back next year. Yeah, that's just not the time. He said it wasn't. He said I didn't think that was the time. And then even two days later, when I when he talked to the media, he's like, actually, he spoke the next day. Did he? Um, he's like, I'm, 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 you know, people once again are asking me. It's 24 hours after this thing. Mm-hmm. I, give me a little bit of time to decompress here. Yeah, right, right. You know, let's not talk about something that this is a, a a huge life decision. There aren't many that are in like the Kelsey mold where they kind of knew going into their last well, game. Well, but he, they had to talk it. him into coming back even a year ago. A year ago, right, right, right. So he right. probably knew at the beginning of the year this is going to be it for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they even drafted a center with right. him leaving in mind. They probably already had things. that. Right. You know, it's the same thing with like. Roethlisberger or Mar- when Marquise Pouncey, re- like they knew before the game mm-hmm. that that was gonna that be- was going to be it. That's yeah. why you saw Kelsey on the sideline at the end of that game in tears. Of course, of course. You know that's yeah. why you saw Pouncey at the end Pouncey of the, ga- like the playoff that. game in tears. Mm-hmm. When you know it's over, it, it, it hits you like a, a, a you know. You know it's your last. Yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Like somebody just hit you with a bag of bricks. Mm-hmm. I can you know I can remember going through that. Um, you know. My final high school basketball game. You're like, oh, not knowing that I was going to play a little bit in college. I'm yeah, like, yeah, like this might be the last time this, I'm on a team. This might yeah. be the last time I do this. You know, actually, in this kind of setting. So I'm sure over the next couple of weeks. I mean, I don't know if it'll be Aaron Donald or whoever, but I mean, there will be a handful of that age guys that are going to probably hang it up. But it's going to take them a little while to decompress. A lot of these guys, especially at that age, might need. A knee cleaned up or something like that yeah. too. I mean, do I want to deal with that and rehab it or you know, and all those type of things? You just got to weigh it all. I mean, but even the day after the game, the way your body feels and all that. I mean, that's you, most of these guys probably don't know. You know, I mean, right? You, you really don't. I mean, yeah. you, you know, if for a guy like Hayward, who had to go through a major injury this mm-hmm. year, and then rehab his way back from it to get even to just get back on the field. Um, that's probably not how you want to go out. I'm sure. I'm sure. I thought he actually played maybe his best game of the year in Buffalo. So it makes you feel a little better that he still got it, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it was not his best season. I mean, he was basically sure. playing on one leg out there. Yeah, for, a lot of you know, the when season. he when he came back. Yeah. So I mean, I think everyone recognizes that. 
No, it's good he's coming back though. I, I mean, and, uh, I didn't think it was ever up in in doubt. I didn't. I didn't him. really yeah. think it was either. Just by the way he was talking about it. Uh, yes, you, you you know people were asking him about it, and of course you're going to say you're not going to come out and make any pronouncements in the middle of a season, right? Um, because you don't want that to be the distraction, as opposed to what your work, what the team is working for. That's the whole point of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I I get everybody has questions about stuff. I'm in the media. I have questions. You know, yeah, I've been, right, been, right, been right. in the media all I, my life. I get life. that too. Right. You know, and fans want to know. And I, I mean, I understand that. But there's a time and a place for that kind of stuff, and you can find these things out in different ways. It's, it, I'm sure. I mean, if you're doing your job, I'm sure around the facility you got a pretty good idea when someone's going to hang it up. Yes, you know, I mean, you hear you hear stuff. You hear stuff, and I'm sure yeah. he tells the players, and everybody knows there at the end, and like Bettis at the end. I mean, you knew. I mean, I'm sure there's times. Yeah. Um, but back to the rookie class, and Cam being around's really good for Benton. Yeah. No, know, absolutely. No doubt about it. No doubt. And I, I think this class is tremendous. Yeah. Uh, so he talked about he talked about you know Joey Porter as well. Um, you know what they saw from him, the the mental toughness, the. Um, the you know the just the way he he attacked mm-hmm. um he had a tough assignment each assignment every yeah, week yeah um, and then he wanted to do that i mean yeah i mean it sounds like he wants to be a follow you shadow type guy against the best in the league and he fared extremely well against the key is getting another guy like that and then you don't have to have him follow right i, I do think a corner opposite him would go a really long way I yeah mean, with, that might be the first round pick that might be your big investment in free agency who knows but I, I think that's going to look a lot different, which is super encouraging, too. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, so those are two of the you know two of the things that, that Tomlin specifically picked out. Again, I mentioned yesterday that uh, he singled out Pat Fryermuth as a uh, mm. at taking a big step forward in his leadership skills and, and taking ownership on on at, at some level, which you, you needed somebody else on the offense to do that. No, you absolutely do. A couple of these young guys need to start. You know, really being the hammer, and and is that going to be Pickett if he takes over as starting quarterback again? You would hope so. You know, I mean, that's year three for him. I've heard some good things about Broderick Jones. I mean, uh, it's great to fryer in that conversation as well. I think he started talking extension with him. I mean, you might get him a little cheaper now than you would have a year ago or whatever. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's it's, a tight end. I mean, you're gonna, you know, it's not gonna break the bank. Uh, you know, to to extend him after year three. Um, you know, I think he's a guy that you you feel pretty good about in terms yeah. of, you know, what he does when he's on the field, what he does off the field. Um, you know, they just need to get more production out of the tight end position as a whole. Totally agree. Um, 62 catches they got out of the tight ends the whole, this season. Yeah, not enough. That's basically what Fryermuth did by himself he his first two seasons. Himself, yeah, and then another, you know, 20 on top of that from the other guys yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, that's not enough. You know, that would be, that would be one thing that I would look for um, – you know, in, in, terms in the coordinator of, talks with the coordinator, and, yeah. when you're having those talks, you know, yes, the the quarterback and how you're going to deal with the quarterbacks is one thing. But as we talked about yesterday, uh, how do you incorporate the tight ends more into the offense mm-hmm. and get the quarterbacks? Especially Fryermuth, obviously, yeah. right? I mean, we need to start featuring this guy. It, you had a really good write up about you know the teams that are in it are getting a lot out of the tight end position as well. I don't think that's an accident. You create a lot of mismatches in the middle of the field, and he's very capable. I mean, we've seen it plenty of times over his career. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, getting down the seam, he's capable mm-hmm. of doing that. I mean, he did it this year as well in that game against Cincinnati. Yeah. They just didn't do it enough. Didn't do it enough. Didn't do it enough. And he did have some injuries, but still, he needs to be more of a consistent tight end one in fantasy. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like an every week starter that's going to catch, you know, five balls a week, you know, no matter what the matchup is, end up with seven, eight, nine, ten touchdowns when the season's over because – that's what he's capable of. Yeah. 
Uh, and I, then think, the, I also think he got better as a blocker as the season went on. Yeah. 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 Tomlin also was asked about uh, Najee Harris and the fifth-year option. Mm. And he said, look, we've, we've gotten what we've needed. Out, you know, Najee Harris has been a thousand-yard rusher in each of his first three seasons. He's the only guy in the league to have done that in that time period. We've gotten what we've needed out of him. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, people might look at that and go, well, he's not Christian McCaffrey. We also wasn't taken. Where'd McCaffrey go? Sixth overall? Something like that. It was yeah. easily in the top ten. You know, he, he was the 24th pick in the draft. There's a, there's a huge difference there. There's a huge difference, you know, to a playoff team type, you know, looking for one Like, guy. I saw there was a, there was a thing on uh, ESPN, or no, it was NFL.com, or one of the, one of the sites anyways. They were, they were talking about 50-year options, you know, guys are going to get picked up and guys yeah. who weren't. And they, they didn't have the Steelers picking up Najee Harris's 50-year option, but they did have Jacksonville, a pit who had took Travis Etienne a pick later. They had them picking up. ATN's fifth-year option. Really, I would think they'd be similar. If and, if you told me, which, if you asked me which one had the better has had the better career to this point, or is more valuable to their team, it's than the way they play. I mean, the Jags had no running game this year. ATN's had one season. Yeah, his season started out well this year. This year started really well, and then and then it tailed off in a big way. Big way. Harris, on the other hand, went the other way. Exactly. Start a little better, slower, better, but then you, you gain steam as the season goes on. Which is the type of backs those guys are. I mean, there's something for the size and physicality and being able to handle the rigors of the season as opposed to starting fresh and then, you know, winding down. I mean, I, I, I see a case for both, to be honest with you. I mean, I I, I like both players. Um, you said fifth-year option running back money is not crazy. It's is. not going to be. I mean, you're, yeah. you're probably talking $10 million tops. Okay. I mean, yeah, uh, just to have that security, I think that makes sense with Harris. He's been, I think he's coming up his best year. Yeah, I mean, I, I know it's a, it's a it's a big chunk of money, um, but that's pretty much all you'd have invested in running back. Period. Right. I mean, Warren's making nothing. I you know, feel bad for him, but that's it's the economics. Of that's it all. the economic. I mean, the running back know, room wouldn't be that expensive. A, a year from now, they'll be having a similar conversation with him in terms of you know potential Contract extensions yeah. and things of that nature. But he's, you know, that's the way it is when you come into the league. At that position, mm-hmm. I mean that was that was part of the whole situation. The problem with with, with um, Le'Veon Bell was he was a second round draft pick, and therefore the option, right? his his first four seasons when he wasn't on his second, you know, any kind of money deal. I mean, he had made like four million dollars. He made right, like yeah. four million dollars in his first four in seasons. Four years, yeah, that makes to makes be sense. the best running back in the league. Yeah, I mean, you can see the frustration. <laughs> I mean, that's not anybody's fault. And, yeah. You know. I guess I lean towards picking up Paris's fifth-year option, but if he could sign a two-year deal right now for sixteen or something like that, and get you know give him a somewhat of a bonus so he gets a chunk ahead, maybe everybody wins. You know, yeah, a, that's I mean that's not that, a bad yeah. way to approach it as well because the guy doesn't miss games. Mm-mm. He's not missed a game in his career. No, and what he does is very valuable to this team. You know, the physicality of it all, the tone setting, and the fact that you're spelling him with somebody else. Kind of makes me more excited to invest in him because the chances of him yeah. falling, or if he does, I mean, you're, you're pretty set at the running back position for the next two years. Yeah, he's not going to wear down. Yeah, later into right, his career right, right, because right. you've you've lessened the, the load on him. Mm-hmm. And if he misses, if he doesn't miss time, but if he has to tweak an ankle and has is isn't around for week eleven, well, yeah, you can live without him. Yeah, but, you know, but you still are a lot happier he's there. There's a security factor there too. It's amazing, you know, for a guy at that position. To basically never have any kind of major injury like that is yeah. 
rare. And I think there's something about the, the mindset and the physicality, too. I mean, we talk about this a lot over the years that Emmett Smith had a lot wrong with him, but he went out there every week yeah. with his shoulder hanging off his body. And I mean, some of these guys are just going to you know, have the, the workhorse mindset. It's not all just your build or you know how fast you are or how elusive you are, you know? Yeah. And again, to, to your, you know, think something you brought up a, a bunch of times, you know, the explosive runs this year were there. They were there. I mean, in terms of the team, over 15-yard runs, I think they were third or fourth in the league. He was sixth or seventh, I think, by himself. Warren has a big chunk of them as well. So, yeah, they're not going to hit 80-yarders necessarily, but I'll, the explosive stuff wasn't there two years ago, and yeah. now it is. No they're so, getting to the second level mm-hmm. and, and making plays. and Making defensive when, backs when, tackle them. Yeah, when Najee Harris gets to the second level and, and a yeah. defensive back has to tackle a 240-pound running back. That happens three or four times a game. Forget about it. You know, man, yeah. that, that pays off in a big way. It no, just, I think he has a lot of value to this team because – I just you know that you're running also not st- going to have Mahomes as quarterback, you know. Like right, you, right. You, you yeah. better have a guy that you can hand the ball to to make your quarterback's life easier. Yeah, you know? no, no doubt about that. And and uh, you know some of the the power runs that he has, the the punishing runs that mm-hmm. he has, the way he deals out the blows yeah. at the end of it. I, I people call it a stiff arm. No, <laughs> it's more like a boxing. Yeah, it's not a that, stiff yeah. arm. It's he's he's looking to punish somebody. He's looking to punch and fight and throw <laughs> him and toss him. I mean, he's got an unusual running style from the waist up. Yeah, I mean, it's a busy. A lot of guys will just put two hands on the ball or a stiff arm or whatever. But I mean, he's swinging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's delivering the blow as much as the d- defender is to him. So, um, so real quick, speaking of the Tomlin press conference, we know there's going to be a new offensive coordinator. I hope they keep a lot of the run game principles, you know, the trap stuff that they were using. A lot of stuff that that doesn't come overnight. You talk to Wolf or any of those guys, trapping is repetition, repetition. Yeah. You know, so well, I that comes through. That comes along that. with yeah. with Pat Myers is the offensive line yeah, coach and, sure. and you know developing that part of the game with those guys mm-hmm. and the timing of it all. Right, right, right. But I would like to keep some of those principles because it looked like they figured it out in the second half of the season. No, they yeah definitely mm-hmm. did, and the double teams got better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they were moving guys off the line of scrimmage yeah. uh, at, a, at a very cons- uh, very good rate. Yeah, like I don't want to see a, a real high dose of outside zone all of a sudden. You know, yeah, I would pretty much stick with what you got there in terms of the run scheme. Well, I think that will be a big part of this is you know the whole finding of the offensive coordinator as well, match meshing up what you your talent is mm-hmm. with that new offensive coordinator's mindset yeah yeah i mean you've mentioned how they're going to handle the quarterback position how are you going to get tight ends more involved well another thing i would be stressing when those interviews are how can you keep a lot of this run game as a building yeah. block and then you can add your wrinkles we've, we've go got down, two you know, big right. running i mean yeah jalen warren is a big running back yeah i don't want the 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 Dolphins run game. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very good, but yeah. it's, they don't have those type of backs. I mean, you know, Jalen right. Warren's 5'8 and 220 pounds. Yeah, he's a big like, back. He is not a small running back. No, no. He's <laughs> not a Jameer Gibbs or yeah. a Chan or one of these type of guys. No, he's a, a powerful dude that's also hard to tackle. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you, you can find ways to accentuate that and maybe even yeah. improve it. Yeah, say build on it. Yeah, right? build, on, we, build that, on what you do. We don't want to tear this down. We want to build on it. Yeah. yeah right. And I, I think that's you know that's something that they can certainly do here, moving forward. So, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff there. And of course, Tomlin was asked a lot of questions about his future. 
Yeah. Uh, the, the quarterback position and the, the coordinator's position. We talked a lot about all that stuff yesterday. We're going to get to another uh, break here. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. One of the things that Tomlin talked about was at the quarterback position is that he believes the, the quarterback, the team's starting quarterback, is in the building I know. for next year. I know. Well, let's talk about why that might be okay. uh, when I we like return. Uh, he's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson, and uh, this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And, Matt, uh, there's been a lot of talk here over the last 24 hours since Mike Tomlin had his press conference at, at noon yesterday about the quarterback position in the Steelers sure. and his, uh, his, his thoughts that the quarterback, uh, the team's starting quarterback next year, uh, is currently on the roster. Now, when okay. you say currently on the roster, Mason Rudolph is currently on the roster. Yeah, I was say, there's a little bit of a loophole there. People are, <laughs> people are using that Tomlin, the fact that he said right now Kenny Pickett is QB1, which is what he was when he then the season ended. Mm-hmm. They, they still listed Pickett atop the depth chart, uh, but they still have Pickett and they still have Rudolph on the roster right now. And, you know, I mean, so... If you go to Steelers.com and pull up the official roster... Rudolph's name is on there. It's on as there, are yes. for other free agent to bees. Yes. So he's not lying. Yeah, there's I mean, a, they there's, have they still there's three have, guys on the roster. They still yeah. have Mason Rudolph on their roster for another six weeks, yes. essentially. Okay. Um so they've got six weeks to get something worked out with him. And of course Tomlin said they want to do that. Uh but people why don't they go sign Kirk Cousins? Why don't mm-hmm. they go trade for Justin Fields? Why don't they, you know, there's there's gonna be some guys available out there. Uh, not know, a lot though. Not not like not I mean, like it's, it's not been a, a previous real years. rich market. I no. mean, the, the draft is sort of interesting. I'm not saying the Steelers should draft one, but the the draft looks like it's got some quarterbacks that will come into the league. But there's a lot of Tannehills and that type of guys yeah. available. I'm not interested in Tannehill or Russell Wilson. No, that's another name I was trying to you think know, of. You know, I've had somebody coming at me on on uh, social media. Well, Kirk Cousins is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like, are you out of your mind? No, he's not close. Well, he's 24th in all time in passing yards. No, probably end up. Fifteenth, he's something. a Hall That's of Fame quarterback. Like, by by that token, Vinny Testaverde is yeah, right. Vinny Testaverde sixteenth all time in passing yards. Vinny Testaverde will never sniff the Hall of Fame. No, not even close. I mean, it's not. It's it's crazy. Um, His cousins thirty four ish, something like that. He's right? the same draft class. He's thirty. He's thirty five years old. He'll 35. turn thirty six in August. Okay, so him, I'm not even like picking on him, but quarterbacks that in this era. That are twelve year starters are going to be top fifteen in all time passing yards. Yeah, I mean it's just like the receiver argument. I mean, I mean just times have changed. He's twenty fourth. Johnny Unitas is twenty third in all time exactly. passing yards. I mean, that's all you need. There's no comparison right, between right, the two. Right, 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 right. You know, Joe Montana is twenty second. There's no comparison between he'll pass the two. him next year. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm not looking at the list, but I mean, yeah, he'll go past a lot of of the best quarterbacks ever very soon because he throws the ball more. He throws the ball a ton, right? And he's a good player. I mean, he's, I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying he's right, not right, a right, good. Right, yeah. He's not a good player. But I uh, one of the one of the reasonings for this. Well, they need they need to have a Kirk Cousins to be able to go into Buffalo and beat Josh Allen, or go into mm-hmm. Baltimore and, and beat uh, you know Lamar Jackson, or go to Kansas City uh, and win. I've seen them in the last few years win in Buffalo. True. Against Josh Allen. I've seen them win plenty against Lamar Jackson. They've won seven of the last eight games against the Ravens in general, mm-hmm. beating Jackson in, in several of those games. 
Cousins isn't exactly known as a big game player. He's not. He's one in four in his career in the playoffs. And I mean, his Monday night stuff. I mean, standalone games have been problematic for him. Road games. I mean, he's an accumulator. He's an accumulator. And I think he's a good player. And I think he was coming off his best season. Frankly, I don't think Minnesota is going to let him go. And if so, he's going to go to like a Belichick team that's trying to win now. And, And I've said this throughout the course of this season. Hey, if if Cousins would have been on this roster for 18 games healthy. This team would have been more of a contender. Correct. Right? I mean, they, I, I'm not. I'm yeah, not disagreeing with that. Of course. But you got to pay him. I say, but it's not a one for one. If you would have added Cousins to this roster, but that's Genie coming out of the. Yeah. You, know, the, you don't just switch him out for Mitch Trubisky or switch him out for you know a practice squad player. Oh, by the way, he's going to cost you forty plus million dollars. That's where I'm going with this, right? He's coming off an Achilles tendon in, injury that ended his season. He's thirty. You know, thirty five years old. Um, we don't know that he's ever going to be the same again. True. Yeah, I think that's why Minnesota is going to be his eventual landing spot because they know more. They about know his more about the injury. Yeah. yeah, and you know he's happy there, and it seems like they don't have anyone. They're waiting. not changing the problem with bringing in a guy like that, a guy who's been injured. Is when does he start practicing again? Yeah. Think about that. For, think about this from the term uh, or from the, the the aspect of when Ben Roethlisberger had his elbow injury. Mm-hmm. And he at least knew what he was doing. I mean, he'd right. been here. He knew the, the offense. Right. That's a lot but different. He, we're going in the training camp. Is is Ben going to throw? Right. We didn't know. Well, Cousins will not be there for mini camp. I don't think he'll be there to start training camp, from what I've read. Yeah. And as it stands right now, and this, I mean, it's middle of January, he's questionable to start the season. Right. You know, like, that's not a done deal, folks. That he yeah. will even be the opening day starter for the Vikings if he resigns tomorrow. You know what I mean? So there's all that. And at his age... Yes, he's a good player. He's going to be one of the probably the best 15 quarterbacks on some team next year. I like him. I think he's a good player. He's an upgrade. You know what you're getting. Well, you don't know. You what don't you're know what you're you getting. That's part of the problem. Yeah. You used to know what you're getting. Yeah. If he were completely healthy, this would be a different conversation. Yes. But, but he's not. I would rather in terms of team building, Pickett's contract, he's going to be here no matter what. And his right. contract is is what it is. I think if you can turn Mason Rudolph, or, or if you could turn Trubisky's contract into a Mason Rudolph, or even a Jacoby Brissett, right. you know, I'm a big Brissett fan. And if one in the draft sits there that's looking at you funny, that you have to have, you grab him. But therefore, my strategy, well, and you know, we've are on the same page with this. Gives me about thirty more million to spend on other things. On things that you can use. That could be Jadarius Sneed. Yeah, you know I mean? right. <laughs> I mean, that could be the corner we talked about opposite you know, Porter, or it could be your starting center. That could be a left tackle. That could be a lot of different things. You know, a, a premium defensive player or two. Yeah, you know I mean? this is. So, these are not. These are not your father's Steelers. These are not. The Steelers of ten years ago, mm-hmm. they showed last year that they are willing to go out and pay and, and, oh, and bring yeah. in players in free agency. Maybe it's not the big splash mm-hmm. free agent guys, but maybe it will be. But I mean, if you can get three Siamalus at different positions, right? You know what I'm talking about. I mean, as opposed to spending it all on Cousins, and you hate to say it this way, but if Rudolph and Pickett are both colossal failures. You're in the market for drafting be, one. Yeah, next you're, year you're, right, you're, right. you're in that market. You're in that market. Maybe you're picking eight or something like that, and you're in striking distance of a guy, or one falls to you. So, uh, I don't know. I would rather use – because they're going to have free agent money. It, yeah. it, 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 there, there's a lot of ways – and we could, we'll talk about that over the over the weeks, but there's they're going to free a lot of money up 
then they're going to use it. I mean, they're going to use it outside the organization. There's not many guys they have to keep that are presently on the roster for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, and I would think I would rather use it because I, I, I did give Cousins a lot of thought. You know, like, boy, this team would be pretty darn good with Kirk Cousins. But yeah, in a vacuum, sure. you know, if we're playing Madden, yeah. okay, that makes some sense. Right, right, right. Yeah. In the real world. I'd not- rather spend it on a corner and yeah. other things and extend Fryermuth and, you know, really build your infrastructure and go from there. But I also think back to the Tomlin press conference, I think it's pretty clear that they still have hope and, and more for Pickett. You know, like yeah. they, I don't think that so many national media pe- folks would phrase it like this. Like, well, they're obviously done with Pickett. They gave Rudolph the start. They think he's junk. He's done with him. I, I don't think that's the case at all. I don't think that's the case at one iota, and no. that's what Mike Tomlin was talking about yesterday. Here's one sneaky move the Steelers could make this offseason okay. that I would like to see. Trade Chooks a core for. Yeah, it's funny because I actually th- thought of that as well. He's under contract next season at $4.75 million. Mm-hmm. That is nothing for a right tack for for a guy who's uh, he maybe he, you drafted a guy this year you decided that you weren't going to start Chooks a core for anymore but he's twenty six years old mm-hmm. a lot of starting experience four point seven five million dollars you can get a pick for him no I don't think you cut him I mean there's a lot of guys I would, that I think are going to be cut for financial reasons maybe even brought back who knows but I would not give him away for zero because the position he plays his age his experience. Is the ship sailing between him and the Steelers? I mean, if to a degree, I think maybe is it has. Jones I, only a right. Is I, I Jones think he back did. The left, you know, he did say, you know, it, it is uh, at the, when the locker clean out day that if if he'd have known that he was going to lose his starting job, mm-hmm. um, you know, here he wouldn't have signed to come back here. Okay, so which is fine. Yeah. But, uh, but play better. But yeah, play better. <laughs> I mean, something. But that's a guy. Not all you know, the staff if, if I can, you know, we talked about the draft. Yeah. Uh, stuff yesterday. If I, I could get. I mean, what, what can he get for for Chooks Accord for a fight, a fifth? Uh, yeah, he's a I was tackle. Say, he's not the Dotson Green. Yeah. Dump him. Just this is a guy who's a been a pick. starting offensive tackle in the league. I I vehemently vehemently don't think you can get a day two pick. No, but if I would open up bidding with a fourth, yeah, like if you're the Chiefs and you're picking thirtieth in the fourth round, you win this week or whatever. If you don't, you're still picking late in the round. And he's cheap. He's cheap. He's better than the jokers you've been playing with. Yeah, I mean, they could actually use a left more than right. But the Bengals, I know you're not gonna trade him to the Bengals, but I mean, there, there's ten teams that can use a starting right tackle. Yeah, if not more. You know that he's maybe not an upgrade, but he's suitable. Yeah, I yeah, mean, they're, suitable they're, you know, for the money. Well, let's say, let's say you're the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, there you go. And you want to move, you want to move Paris Johnson to the left side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and say, okay, well, we don't want to have, we don't want to have to. We need to, we need to spend all of our draft capital, mm-hmm. our high picks, on our defense. Or Carolina. Or, yeah, I mean, oh, I'm yeah. saying my teams have a lot of money that have a lot of holes on their offensive line. I think you can get a pick for him. I think you can get a pick for him as yeah, well. I, I don't think he's just a cut. See, uh, adios. No, him. I think that would be, um, you know, but hang on to him for a while. Only after, yeah, there, you don't have to cut him now. That's mm. the that's the, the part of this, and you could, you know, you can save uh, by trading him um, eight point seven five million yeah. against your cap. Okay. Like I would bet if I put a chip down, is he a stealer on opening day next year? I'd say no. I'd say no. Yeah. Right. I mean, but I think you can get something for him. Yeah, yeah, and even if I have to carry that into 
Oh, in the post draft or whatever. Yeah, so, somebody's going to go into the draft saying we need to get an offensive tackle. Right, I'm not. And they're not going to get one. This is such a good tackle draft. I'm not interested in Chooks, but yeah. there's not enough for everybody in right. the draft. I mean, there's somebody's going to get short on the musical chairs, and then he calls Steelers up. You know, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'll take that no, guy that's for, a, him for a fourth or a fifth. Yeah, you know, that's 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 like having a quarterback. Yeah, that's yeah. like having an extra cornerback that you well, we we. That's a great contract. Yeah. I mean, some of the contracts they have, like they inherited the Allen Robinson contract knowing he's probably not going to be back. Right. You know, like that's why they didn't pay anything for him. You know, so this one, they chose to sign him at that deal and it was a good one. You know, it's a yeah. good contract. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's one chip that I think that they can get something mm-hmm. for. Um, if, if not, I do too. If not a draft pick this year, then a draft pick next year. Mm hmm. Or maybe yeah. you get a you know trade them straight up you know player swap. Somebody has an extra inside linebacker that, sure. that you like, or safety, or something or safety, cheap or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. Or hey, I'll give you a fifth and chooks to move into the third round, or you know, yeah. on draft day. Like, oh, you, oh, we get shut out on tackles. Let's do it. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I would dangle that out there for sure. Yeah, that's one uh, move that they can certainly make here uh, because I do. Th- I mean, there, there's some value to him. I mean, he's, I don't know, uh, he started sorry. a lot of games in the NFL, and he's still only 26 years old. Yeah, much worse tackles played this year than him. Oh much. yeah, and, then, and every year, to be honest. With yeah, you. I mean, he may not be one of the best 32, but he's one of the best 64, and 64 play every week. Yeah, you know. So, you know, I think he and financially, it's not bad at all. Yeah. If you're, how about the Houston Texans? Yeah. You know, they start. They started Charles Leno at. Well, because what's his face is hurt. They're not actually a great one because. Uh, but they were they were starting their two their the, two best tackles started at, at left tackle and left guard. Tunsil Tunsil and the the guy they drafted. A that's the name I'm trying to think. I thought they wanted him to be. Is it Howard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Titus Howard. He was he playing guard at the end. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then they do need a right tackle. Yeah. Okay. Or Miami. Miami is a good one. Yeah, I, I'm hearing Armstead's going to retire on them too. Yeah, I'm like there, there's plenty. I mean, there's a, there's a long list. I mean, I'm sitting there scanning the you know, in my noggin right now. How about the Giants and move Neal into guard? Or you know, I mean, a lot of these teams are, that you're talking, just throw them anywhere on the the uh, Tennessee line. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, he's better than three of their starters. Right. There's a lot of those type of guys. Yeah. So you know, I, I think there's there's definitely some value there. So that would be one move that. That uh, I mean, it's not something you do right away, but no, it's but something that you let the league know he can be had. Yeah, right, right, and somebody's going to call. Um, I can't come up with any other names though that are tradable. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know you're not going to trade Herbig. No, Nate Herbig. Neither. You're Herbig, not going. Yeah, you're not right. going to give up your offensive line depth. No, I think you're happy with overall. Him. Right, right, right. You know, but you have Spencer Anderson sitting there waiting. That's you know mm-hmm. that's the beauty of the the core four thing that you know you think that. Uh, Okay, we've got some guys here that we've we've kept around all year long. We kept them on and we like them. Yeah, even we've got to find Cook. a place to play them. Dylan Cooks. Dylan has Cooks a, good a guy. To come yeah, back this year, right? Um, what was I going to say about that? Ogan Joby is kind of an odd contract. Yeah. I think you. I don't know that you'll get anything for him, but I know some people have thrown out: Is he worth bringing back, or is he worth cutting? I haven't given that a ton of thought, and I think you could probably make a case for both because he's pretty pricey. They've got a potential out after this year. Yeah, be, I think he'd be, he'd be $7 million in dead cap If you just cut him. If you just cut him this year. Which is the same as if you trade him, I would imagine. His base salary next year, I mean, he's... he's I don't think he's worth cutting. cutting. The, ca- the cap hits 13.2. Mm-hmm. In 2024, it's 10.5 next year. Okay. Um, You know... I don't know that, you know. I have mixed feelings how to handle that room this offseason. Because yeah. his contract's up and Cam's contract's up after this year. Yeah. 
and Cam, I don't know if he'll play past that. Who knows? Um, I really like Adams, and I really like Watts. Both are free agents. I'd love to bring them back on, like, their current deals. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, Benton's, like, the only guy you can count on for years. Yeah, <laughs> you right. You know what I mean? I don't know Liao or Loudermilk or that guy. They'll be in the mix to make the team. I mean, Loudermilk getting to the point in his career where he's going to be a free agent yeah. after next year. Yeah. So, like, never am I in the camp of don't draft one. But maybe and to your this point, year this is, is not a great. It's not a good, not a great defensive tackle draft. Tackle draft. Right. I mean, I, I always am in the camp of give me a, a big guy on defense, but I might just run this back for one year, and then you're going to have a lot of needs. I mean, then you don't want to have to, right? You know, so I don't quite know how to handle that. I'd really. still draft one this year again mm-hmm. at some point, just to you gotta keep churning. I'm always a believer yeah. in that. I mean, yeah. fifth round guy that has some yeah. upside, and he could be you know inactive until he's ready, or you know, that makes sense to me too. But if you happen to give Watts and Adams a contract, it's pretty full pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, they only keep six or seven of those guys. Yeah. But, you, hey, you make the, you make guys like Leal and Loudermilk, they got to compete for a spot. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get a pick for one of them. I don't know. Probably not at this point, you know. I mean, Loudermilk played. So when they when they they played a team that was heavier running the ball, they they played Loudermilk. Yeah. He was, he was active. Yeah. When, when they played a team that was going to throw the ball a lot, Leal was active. Mm-hmm. So... You know, if they could merge those guys into one player, maybe uh, they'd have something. Yeah. But <laughs> you can't do it that way. There weren't a lot of D-line injuries to give those yeah. guys a chance to step up because Watson, Adams, and those guys played well. So I don't know what they think of those two, the young guys, Lee yeah. Howe and Loudermilk. But they're not blowing anyone's doors off, but I don't know that they've given up on them either. Yeah, they're not Benton. They're not Benton. Right, right. Benton's but you used a second-round pick on Benton. Now, Lee Howe wasn't cheap, though, either. Yeah. He was a three. But, he was a three. But, but he's also kind of a weird fit. Yeah. Let's get to another break. He is the Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, Steeler fans, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, and custom items and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. They're located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally, and you're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And, uh, Matt, um, Bucky Brooks put together his all-rookie team Oh, I heard you NFL. did that. I want, to, I want to check that out. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, only one Steeler made it. Okay. Are they just doing, like, 22 guys or yeah, specialists or whatever? Yeah, okay. position by position. So, C.J. Stroud yeah, he was the quarterback. That. That's that's easy. Do they have a runner-up? I'm trying to think he would even be two. Uh, I mean, they did not. He okay. did not. I'm saying, I wouldn't give it to Young. You can't give it to Richardson. Wouldn't give it to O'Connell. Like you know, right. Maybe your maybe your favorite guy from uh, Chicago. Mm, T-bagger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At running back, it was uh, Jameer Gibbs and Devin Achan. Yeah, I guess they get the nod over Bijan, don't you think? I guess. I, I mean, mean, Achan missed a lot of time. Gibbs was pretty darn good. Achan finished with... 800 yards on like just over 100 carries. I mean, his yards for carries insane. Nuts. I mean, he's a really good player. Very much like uh, uh, Charles, Jamal Charles. Like, Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm kind of rethinking some scouting stuff or some progno- prognostication. Like, I frankly thought a Chan and Tank Dell were like too small. You know, like I was just too prejudiced against their size. But in today's NFL, I mean, both guys got hurt. Both guys got hurt. That's <laughs> yeah, the problem. It, it, and that, that, there right. is, therein lies the rub. Yeah, therein lies the rub. That's more of a fantasy <laughs> angle. But, you know, when they're out there, they're pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver, Puka Nakua, and Jordan Addison. I guess. I don't love Addison. I think people like Addison more than I do. 
How about Reed with the Packers? Yeah, I mean, he had a much better, had a better year second half. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyone else come to mind? Um, I mean, JSN was our favorite coming yeah, in. Yeah, Smith he's, and Jake, but didn't no. do a ton. No, not enough. He was okay, but. I mean, it wasn't a bad year for receivers, but I don't know anyone that shined. I mean, obviously no one like Pooh. No, I mean, Tank Dell will probably we would have been, yeah. been on there if he doesn't. You know. If he keeps it up, yeah. yeah. Okay. Tight end with Sam Laporta. Easily. Yeah. Kincaid would win it most years. Yeah. Offensive tackle. Darnell Wright. Solid. And, and Anton Harrison. I can't go with Anton Is he doing Harrison. left and right, though? He must have. He must have, yeah, because all the good ones were right. They were Jones. Yeah. Even Jones for the Browns Anton played pretty Harrison well. Anton Harrison was rough. He's rough. I don't know any other left rookie left tackles that played much, though. Even Paris Johnson didn't play on the left side. Yeah. You mentioned that earlier. So all the good guys got stuck on the right this year. Yeah. yeah he must be doing left-right. Uh, at guard, it was Steve Avila. Easily, yeah. And Osiris Torrance. Yeah. Much more of a run blocker for Torrance, though. Yeah. The center, John Michael Schmitz. Tipman started playing center late. Neither one of those no, lines nobody were good, though. No, neither one was. I'm just trying to think. There has to be a better center. But it wasn't a great draft. Nobody went super high. They were the top two. Yeah. I guess. Sometimes you said have to do it by default, you know. Yeah, right. On defense, the edge rushers, Will Anderson and Byron Young. Yes and yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they've both been quite good. The interior def- uh, guys, Kobe Turner and Jalen Carter. I figured those two, and Benton would be third. Yeah. You know, I mean, those guys played a lot more snaps than Benton was all said and done. Although Carter was getting benched and he part of the problem the, at the end. He ended up playing like 48% of their defensive really? snaps. When it was all said and done. Yeah. I mean, he had really good first half of the season, as did the Eagles. But he wore down. And yeah. he was a mess, yeah. I, I just don't know that he's ever going to be a full-time player. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's that, you know. That's, maybe he goes into this offseason and really trains hard. That was one of the problems mm-hmm. with both of the Georgia guys. Oh, like, absolutely. There were questions about their. And George is great. I mean, they play a lot of games. And and I but they got they six had, of those guys. Yeah, they got six. And of they those just guys. rotate them in and out. Nobody uh, in the NFL has that. No, I mean, I thought Washington <laughs> and Jones wore down for the Steelers. Yeah. early you know, late this year. And Washington would split with Bowers half the time. You know, Jones is a one-year starter. And the other thing about the Georgia guys or Bama or whatever is, yeah, they play SEC championship games and playoffs, which is tremendous because they're not going to get subbed out but of that. But they're also out, out of the game in the second half when they're playing, you know, Jacksonville State. Yeah, or even like <laughs> Mississippi. Yeah, <laughs> There's a lot of fourth quarters they don't play. Uh, linebackers. Ivan Pace. Mm, undrafted. And undrafted. I loved him in the. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I never understood why he was undrafted. I, I, I didn't. I didn't get that. I wonder if there was a medical we didn't know about. Or, that could yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, and Jack Campbell. Mm, I say like, Campbell was my uh, defensive rookie of the year pick, and he did, was not close. He, I, I yeah. thought he struggled. He had ninety-five tackles, two sacks, and, and five tackles for a loss. But I mean, he was out there a lot. but yeah. I didn't think he was great. He. he I, I thought he'd be better than he would be. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, part of that position. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, first-round guys in particular do not have a, a high success It's incredibly hard. Why don't we ask yeah. one of the fans to do it? <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Uh, cornerback. Joey. Devin Witherspoon and Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. They're the clear two. Yeah. Yeah. I, Gonzalez I might have... Yeah, Gonzalez he was making got a off run. to a good start, but he, yeah. he only played like four games. Yeah, I say he's not close to the, the number of snaps. Yeah. And uh, th- I'm trying to think, think who else. was some of the other high picks. Um... Banks was a high pick. He played yeah. a fair amount. He was good. 
Um, I don't think Bland was a rookie, right? I think no, he's, he's a, a second-year second player. Guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't say he, he would have been on. Well, if, yeah, if he if he if he had been a rookie this year, he wins Defensive Rookie of the Year. Probably. There's no question. Yeah, I mean, he had yeah, nine yeah. interceptions. I mean, he a bunch of them for the house. <laughs> trying to think who some of the other highly drafted corners were. Um, because it was a good corner class. The slot in was this the slot in Chicago? Was I guess Banks. They're not calling a corner for the Lions. I would call him a safety. Yeah. Well. You mean Branch? Branch. Well, they, yeah, yeah, he yeah. has Branch listed as his nickelback. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, and he's a good one. Yeah. All right. Um, who are the safeties? The safeties are Jordan Battle and Antonio Johnson. Not great. No. No, that's a bad group. Battle. He's the Bengal, right? Well, this, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't a great safety draft. No, it really wasn't. But I, I, it's kind of a cop out. But there's been, I've heard a lot of Bengals people say the safety changes hurt their defense more than anybody stresses. You know. Be, Lou Amarumo, you know, was a genius two years ago. Now he's an idiot. He's probably somewhere in between. <laughs> but he does ask a lot. One of the beauties yeah. is he has those guys doing so many different things. And I think they like Hill, but I didn't think they liked Battle that much. Yeah, I would wouldn't be surprised if they tried to upgrade that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe a veteran. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. someone's been around the block. Uh, special teams: kickers Brandon Aubrey, mm-hmm. the punter Bryce Beringer. For who? I don't even know. Who he New plays England. For. Oh, okay. That's their punter that they drafted. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that yesterday. And the Not kick, their kicker they drafted. Yeah, the kick returner is Marvin Mims. Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, so that's your uh, all Bucky Brooks all-rookie team. It's not on a great the, rookie class. No, I mean, I mean Stroud's going to be remembered as, you know. Yeah, when you've got C.J. Stroud, and if he continues on, on this yeah, path, yeah. it'll be like, oh, that's a C.J. Stroud draft. Yeah, yeah. But, you I know? mean, like, it's Maybe Herbert. Will Anderson turns into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carter, Porter, you know, I mean, there's some of those dudes that are yeah. already good players. I mean, it's not a bad draft, but it's well, it, it's not a great draft, though. I mean, you know, if, if, if Puka Nakua continues down, mm-hmm. I mean, there's... I and mean, there's still the... He Smith. had an all-time great rookie season. Zay Flowers was the one I was thinking of, of other receivers. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd take him over Addison or not for the season. That's questionable, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, he was another highly drafted one. But uh, Quentin Johnston was terrible. Yeah. The first round corner. Remember, there was like four of them went right in a row, starting with Smith and Jigba. And I think Smith and Jigba still has a chance to be really good. Puka Nakua reminds me of Heinz Ward, by the way. Yeah, you texted me that during their game, and boy, they use him in a similar way, tough as could he's be. He's blocking at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. He's going over the middle. He's shaking, you know, throwing guys off. He's bigger, mm-hmm. but that type of runner after the catch. Yeah, you know, just physical. Going to put his put his could head use down. A guy like, the Steelers could use a guy like that. Yeah, I mean, he would be the Allen Robinson, yes. but just much more dynamic, younger. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He's what Juju was when Juju first came to the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And then the injuries caught up with Juju. Now he's a home run. I mean, yeah. I mean he's a Brady-like draft. I mean, nobody's Brady, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, they they hit a home run late in the draft. But slots that don't have great forties that are physical as can be, you'll get in the fifth round. That'll help. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like he was the 177th overall pick in the draft. Right. And maybe people start looking at it like, I mean, Cooper Cup was a third rounder. Yeah. I mean, they're, and they're almost the same type of guy. Um, but you can get the big physical slot that isn't going to have a great combine. Fourth round, you know, yeah. maybe the Steelers do that. I mean, it's, it's, body the Steelers got Juju in the second round. It's not like, yeah. he, you know, he was like the 11th receiver taken that yeah. year. I mean, they've obviously had success in mid to late rounds of receivers yeah. overall, you know. Obviously. And some of that is also the scheme. That well, that's what the Rams in. were looking for. Right. I mean, they wanted a cup type of guy. Yeah. You know, not everybody was interested in Nakua that way. Yeah. So, anyways, let's get to another break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. That's going to do it for hour number one. We will be back with hour number two of The Drive right after this.